Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. And you are listening here at Asian Pop Nation with, of course, your EP, Jesse. And today I will be joined by Tracy, Ethan, Zenya, and Lee. You guys just heard Baddie by Cravity, which is a B-side from their EP Masterpiece. And before that, you guys heard Golden Hour by Mark from NCT, which is legit a song about how he cannot make eggs, and I am not kidding. Uh, Honestly, I can relate, so making eggs is hard sometimes. But anyway, coming up in our show today, we will firstly be speaking to Sirachi and Waki, who are two artists that will be performing at the upcoming Sirachi Safari event. And for our listeners out there that love a bit of R&B and hip-hop, this event is perfect for y'all. We will also be discussing the new Scott Pilgrim anime adaptation that's been announced, whereby Mr. Ethan will be exposing his adoration of Edgar Wright, cough cough, not really, um... And Pixar's upcoming movie, Elemental, will also be getting some attention, as well as the April Fool's video that Duolingo put out. And yes, I am talking about that green bird iconic for threatening you to do your lessons. Have you done your lessons today? Anyway, we will also be covering a lot of firsts over in the Philippines, where Vogue has just recently put the oldest person ever on their cover. And Vanessa Hudges from High School Musical has recently been named Tourism Ambassador. We are back here at Asian Pop Nation. You guys just heard If You See Kate by Veta Bourne, who is Cough Cough, also one of the artists that will be playing at the Sorachi Safari event coming up. And before that, you guys heard Enchanted Night, White Night, which is a B-side from their new EP, and it is by Billy. Now, before that, you guys heard Engard by Butter, which is, of course, one of the songs given to Boys Planet contestants in the semi-final round. Now, coming up, I have been teasing this Sirachi Safari event for a few times, a few times already. But it is coming up on April 22nd at the Brunswick Nursery, and it'll be featuring an all-Asian lineup. Now, we got to sit down with two of the artists that will be performing at that event recently, and it will, we will be talking to Sirachi and Waki. Hello listeners, you are tuned in here at Asian Pop Nation. This is your EP, Jesse, and I'm joined here today by Ethan. Now, for all the hip-hop and R&B fans out there looking for something different, we have just the event for you. Presented by local NAM rap artist Sirachi and featuring an all-Asian lineup, including Veta Born, Waki, Sai, and Fallback. <laughs> Sirachi Safari is being held at Brunswick Nursery on the 22nd of April. Now, we currently have two of these wonderful artists here with us today, namely Sirachi and Waki. Welcome! Thank you, Hi, welcome to Asian Pop Nation. Could you introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so hi guys, it's Sarachi, but you call me Rachi Baby. So I am a rapper and I was just saying like I had my first ever interview on Sydney Radio, so it's great to be back again. Um, But for this event called Sarachi Safari, I won't be performing as a rapper, but I will be making my debut as a DJ. So that's going to be really exciting for me to select sounds. So Waki, what are you bringing to Sarachi Safari? Um, so yeah, so I'm Waki. Um, I'm a rapper, R&B uh, singer. Um, and yeah, I'll be bringing my kind of take on R&B. Uh, it comes from a bit of like it's got a bit of I'm a Sri Lankan um, ethnically, so it's got that little ethnic background with my music. Um, I try to bring narrative into my stories and stuff. So so yeah, that's what I'll be bringing. That's great to hear. Looking forward to that. <laughs> and you rap. 
Oh, yeah, and I rap, yeah, and I drop some nice bars. Will you be rapping at the... I definitely will, yeah. So there's... So it's going to have a bit of, uh, I guess, range. It's going to have me singing some, like, melodies and stuff. It's going to have some rapping, so it's going to have a bit of everything. Cool. Have you done live performances before? Is this your first one? Um, so funnily enough, uh, it's my... Like, everything started to kick off, I guess, like, live performances-wise this year. It was mm. very random. Just got a... I had my first one in Jan. And then I had my second one in Feb. And now I've got... Well, this will be my fourth performance um, in April, so... I'm very excited. Um, and yeah, just touching on what uh, Rachi said earlier, how she was, this was her first station. It's my first radio interview today. So, so yeah, pretty excited to be here. We are so honoured. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so Rachi, how did you come about organising this whole thing? Because I think you were the organiser of this yeah. whole event. How did you get in contact with all the artists? It's a lot of work. <laughs> They're turning down my volume as we speak. Nah, it was a lot of work. Um, so it was really cool. I was um, reached out to by Multicultural Arts Victoria. And because I've been rapping for a while and then my, one of my singles, um, yeah, I had a release party. It was lit. So they saw it and they reached out to me um, to run this event. So thank you so much to Multicultural Arts Victoria for giving me this opportunity. And because I've been in music for a while, like Waki, the first show he ever played, like I was on the same lineup as him. And actually like funny story, I met him at my friend's birthday party. Like I didn't even know he was a rapper. He didn't even know I was a rapper. So it was pretty cool. I was like, you know what? Let me get him in my lineup. Our headliner, Veda Born, I've been a massive fan of her like since I've been in music and like we're like you know Instagram mutuals we say hi in that so I reached out to her and fall back inside like they're just people that I like I looked into I listened to their music I listened to DJ Fallback's mixes and I was like you know what I really like the quality and I'd really love to have you on the lineup wow was the process long how did that go girl (laughs) the process is still going It's still going. Yeah, because I started this thing with Multicultural Arts Victoria since last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, and it's only happening, like, now. Not even now. In oh, okay. In 22nd like... of April, 8pm so... to 1am at Brunswick Nursery. <laughs> nice plug. Yeah, so I've been thinking about it for a while. you got to look for the venue. What does the venue have? And what is it missing? You have to source everything. you got to budget, bro. Everything is so expensive in this economy. <laughs> It's terrible. So how did you pick um, Brunswick Nursery as your venue this time around? Right, so I was looking. I had two initial other options. There was this really cool Vietnamese restaurant, but they make bank. So I could not afford <laughs> to get the Vietnamese restaurant because they make so much money on a Saturday night. And then the other option was some other random studio. But then the guy who I'm working with on this event from Multicultural Arts Victoria, he just was like, oh, I've got this amazing place because I told him about the vision of Sirachi Safari, Welcome to the Jungle, and it's a plant nursery. So I'm really excited. The ambience is going to be crazy, like surrounded in plants. Oh, that sounds awesome. So Sirachi Safari is going to be a complete all-Asian lineup. What made you decide to do that? And what do you think about Asian representation in like the music industry um, globally and also locally in Australia? Yeah, representation is such a funny conversation to me because it's like, it's not something that you set out to do. You just like, oh, okay, I happen to be Vietnamese. I happen to be Asian. And the way that the industry is like currently set out, like you you don't really set out to be representation. You just are, right? And I've received so many messages since I've been doing what I've been doing from like young Asian girls or like not even just girls, but just like people who are really proud to see me. And it was just like, damn, 
I have like this opportunity, like I can totally put other people on. And I, I don't know, it just came to me like that. It's pretty surreal for me that I'm able to have this opportunity to put people on like so early on in my career. I didn't think it would come this early. Yeah. Waki, do you have any thoughts about that? Um, first of all, shout out to Rachi because yeah, she's definitely put me on, you know, giving me a great opportunity. Like, yeah, it was just, I guess, like just meant to be. Um, but yeah, very grateful. So just want to put that out there. Um, in terms of representation, yeah, I think she definitely touched on something very, like, important. Like I said earlier, like, I've got a Sri Lankan background and, like, when when I released my early music, I would kind of remix, like, Sri Lankan songs and then try to make it, like, R&B, like, Western. And, like, a lot of my mates, like, reached out and even people that I didn't know, which is, I guess, in a way, even, like, more fulfilling. And they're like, mm. hey, like, you know, this is, like, really nice. You're, like, you're really picking a niche, you know. Like, there's no one really to put our sound out there. And it's kind of nice to know that, like, you're fulfilling a niche, you know, like, you're really hitting a niche and, and it it's really making people happy so so yeah it's it's definitely something that i think um especially with like asian culture you don't really see much in hip-hop and r&b as well but i think it's slowly starting to see more and more representation so it's nice to see we love to see it because what you're doing is like you're connecting with your community and that's such a great feeling yeah how did you guys get into music actually i had that question but mm. oh for me oh my god wait waki you answer this <laughs> um so yeah so for me like i was always like i used to sing and stuff like back in like school but it was never like I used to do like little covers on like YouTube when I was like twelve, and um, it's, it's since been taken. No, it's since been taken down, deleted, like purged off the internet. Um, yeah, like I did like little Instagram covers and stuff as well. Like as I got older, but once COVID hit, it was like kind of an opportunity for me to just actually like sit down. I was like, oh, like yo, like I actually like you know, like like it's nice to listen to music, but I want to see if I can like actually write myself or like try to come up with something. And like you know, I would like do like little freestyles and stuff like my friends and stuff. So when it came to actually like sitting down and writing, I think I had like a natural kind of talent for the pen and you know i had the resources like two of my like really good mates they make beats as well and they would like send me stuff so it was like very easy i guess in that um aspect and then once it was like covid there wasn't really much for me to do i was at uni so i was just studying and then this was kind of my escape from like the mundane you know just like staying at home and just studying so yes it was i guess it started off as an escape and it's still an escape and i think it'll always be an escape so uh what about you rachi yeah back to me actually my story is really similar i started what did I start doing? I think I, I would write my own, like, rap freestyles or rap verses over, like, other beats. So, like, for example, my first ever song, I wrote it initially as a remix to Nicki Minaj's Chun Li because I thought it was a bit, like, sketch. Like, I thought it was a bit sus, you know, like, cultural appropriation-wise. And then that ended up becoming my first ever single called Sayonara because I had a friend who made beats. And then that song came out. And then I started performing. And then COVID, life sucks, but music didn't. And I was like, wait a minute, what is this, you know, correlation? It's hard because you, like, for me to record because it's just, like, been such a crazy journey so far. But, yeah, similar. Oh, I have a question. As to your writing process, what are your inspirations? Like, where do you draw inspiration from? Like, from other artists or, like, from your life? Mm. Well, I would say for me, I started out writing as purely as an emotional outlet. Like, everything was really emotional and all about the feels and all that because it was my only way to, like, get things off my chest. Um, Things are different now because, like, I guess I'm more serious about music. Like, I'm less concerned about being, like, real serious. Like, sometimes I just write about fun stuff. Sometimes people piss me off. I want to say something. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mix between things that happen to me and things that happen to other people and what sounds cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think definitely, like, very similar to her. Um, yeah, for me, the writing comes from, 
my experiences. Um, some of the stuff is just stuff that like, I guess has happened to my friends or something that I've just seen or like sometimes like while like the beat just clicks, like I, I play a random beat and then while I'm writing or like while I'm listening to it, there's a story that kind of comes into my head from like what the music sounds like and then I just kind of write that. But yeah, I think there's always like inspiration everywhere around us. So it's just a, like a matter of, you know, like sometimes I listen to like, I don't know, like Janae Aiko or something. And then while I'm listening to that, I'll be like, damn, like what a great concept. Like just one line that she had and I'll try to expand on that or like have my own take on that. So yeah, it's like, I guess that's where my writing I, comes from. Well, I guess the writing process is very intimate for you guys. So since you guys have started performing more recently as well, is that kind of scary for you guys to not only put your work out there, but kind of like actually perform it in front of a crowd? Um, Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, it's like very vulnerable, I guess. Like you feel very vulnerable because it's something that you've spent so much time like behind the scenes, like writing, you know, figuring out the rhyme scheme or like, you know, taking little words out and like really like honing it so it sounds perfect when you were to perform it and yeah like initially I was like super worried like especially on my first performance I was like oh what if people you know like what if I don't perform it as well but then like it was kind of crazy because like the people that were like there like they were singing the words back to me and it was crazy for me to like even have that feeling you know it's such a it's such an unexplainable like humbling feeling to know that there's people out there that have spent that much time listening to you the songs that you've been writing that they like sometimes know the words better than you do you know what I mean so the energy when like they come back and they're like spitting the words back to you is like ridiculous so i actually saw your tiktok about that i've been doing a bit of a stalking. <laughs> <laughs> this is also from stalking your tiktoks but um one of your best performing tracks i believe it was keep keeping on love or keeping uh, tripping on tripping love. on love i think you mentioned in one of your tiktoks that it was taken from one of the experiences of your friend yeah exactly yeah so one of my mates got cheated on um which is not <laughs> fun but i mean it is what it is because it was a banger you know i turned that I turned break got cheated on and you made a song about exactly, it for everyone to hear <laughs> exactly and yeah so like you know props to him sad ones for him but um <laughs> but yeah you know like the song's doing well and like people seem to love it so that's the song that's actually going to be playing today as well so yeah good vibes awesome that's so um, fun stay tuned i'd like to add like i was um when I, like I was saying, I was on the same lineup as Waki. Like I was headlining when Waki had his first ever performance, and the energy was crazy. Like you guys have to come and see him perform. Like you don't, you don't even understand until you come see it at Sarachi Safari. Okay. <laughs> so Waki, you mentioned your first performance. Uh, I kind of want to hear more about that. I'm a bit curious. What happened? Where was it at? How did you feel going into it? Yeah, so um, the first performance that I had, it was called Rap City. It was at Laundry. Um, the guy that was running the event, I guess, on the night kind of just reached out and he's like, hey, um, which is super random. Like, leading into this year, like, I was kind of almost done with music, I guess, last year. Like, I think, like, it got to a point where, like, I hadn't, up until last year, I hadn't released a song in, like, I released a few songs in 2021 and then last year I released, like, literally one song and then it was just on Triple J. Um, and then yeah like sometime towards the end of last year I just got a random email in my I guess inbox and the guy was like hey like I listened to your music um I'm thinking of running this event would you be down and I was like hell yeah like I'm so down um and so went ahead with it um and pretty much yeah it turns out he had just come across my song from Triple J like on on the unearth thing and um and yeah he wanted to have me on so had me on and like there was yeah like the support was crazy like a lot of my mates like people that I didn't even know that well, you know, there was heaps of people there. It was a small, intimate crowd, but to me, like, the love was crazy, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's it's really hard to, like, put it into words, um, but the energy was crazy. Like, it was, it's nice to know that people are, are, 
that into your music or into you as a person that they're willing to you know come out and show love like that yeah i don't like it was there was like four people i guess on the lineup sarachi actually headlined that performance as well so that was the the first time that i got to see her perform so it was like me performing and then straight after me it was her so like literally everyone that came to see me perform stayed back and they and like they loved so like they were vibing out they were dancing at like you know all the music that sarachi was playing like yeah like my music's a bit more like mellow i guess um Whereas like her music's like hype. So like, I think my music, like the vibe was like, I guess like a bit slower. And then when she came, it was like exponential. Like it was like a rocket ship. So yeah, it was a really great night and um, yeah, good fun. I guess going back to the event that we're, yeah, that Sarashi will be hosting later. Um, it's a pretty big event for like the Asian hip hop community in Australia and especially in Victoria as well. How do you guys feel about like, I suppose like pioneering the way for that, um, especially with this event. Are you guys excited for that? How, how mm. does that feel? If no one else is going to do it, I got to do it. <laughs> That's just how I feel. Like, I guess, you know, the universe, if it gives you an opportunity, like, you just have to listen. That's it. And how did you get into DJing, if you don't mind me asking, for the f- the event especially? Mm, well, another thing. If no one's going to book me, I'll create my own event and I'll book myself. Because, <laughs> like, so I've been mostly rapping, making music, like, as a vocalist, I guess. DJing, I'm quite new to it, but I've just... Every every birthday party, every event, my friends like, please, please select the songs, do you know, do on the Spotify, and I guess it's just from there. I was like, oh, I should just DJ too. That would be fun. Like another way to have fun, perform, but I sweat a lot less. Yeah, less of a cardio workout. Yeah, it's crazy because the first time that I met Sarachi at like a mate's birthday, <laughs> she was actually DJing. So I had no clue that she was even like a rapper or anything. She was DJing and I was like, what is this? Like she was playing track after track after track. And I remember going up to her and I was like, yo, this is a banger. And then it was only like a week or two weeks later that she's like, hey, we're actually like, you know, it turns out that we're on the same track list. So yeah, yeah so it was crazy. It was very, it was a very weird experience. It is, the universe. Did you only find out that she was a rapper when you found Yeah, when I saw her, wow. like, I, I saw her on the thing and I was like, like I sent it to my girlfriend. I was like, hey, is this the girl that DJ? And she's like, yes, like, yes, <laughs> that is the girl. And I was like, what? The, like, what are the odds? You know what I mean? Because like, if, if I hadn't gone to that party or, or whatever, I wouldn't have met her like a few weeks prior and then I wouldn't have known who she was going into the show. Like, it was just the way that it worked out was just, it was like a... It's like a warm, like a warm transfer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's what he felt like. It was crazy. <laughs> Is that how people normally, um, like, network? I suppose in your kind of industry, do you guys like normally see each other at parties, or like, do you guys just check out each other's set lists? How does that normally work? Um, gosh, I don't think there is any normal. There's no normal. The thing, like, the party we both went to, it was nothing to do with music. It's just our like our good friend. But I would say, yeah. They're so normal. I get, like, booked from people I, haven't, I don't even know all the time. Me, personally, I've actually never been booked by someone that I personally know. I've only been booked by people who just reach out to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have much to add to that, I guess. Like, for me, like, I'm pretty new to the music scene. And, like, I'm pretty low-key when it comes to, like, music and stuff. The the Isaru, I guess, like, and, like, the Waki and the Isaru are, like, two different people, if that makes sense. Like, me as an individual, I'm not really into all the publicity and the advertising and all that. But then I kind of understand that for the music, you know, you kind of gotta like gotta do a bit of that so it's a constant battle but um but yeah for opportunities like this you know like it's definitely a great thing to kind of like get around and i think yeah like it's just the universe that kind of brings people together yeah if it's meant to be it's meant to be i guess yeah mm. actually my first ever gig no not my first ever gig but my second ever gig i got booked was the same way as you by triple j on earth oh, really? someone just found me randomly oh wow yeah That's i think cool. like if you're like a genuine artist you put yourself out there like people the right people will find you so what? on that note do you have any words you would like to say to like aspiring artists or people getting started in the industry itself 
Oh my god, I hate this question. <laughs> People always oh ask me god. this question. Um, this is something that I heard a lot, and I hated hearing it. But you know what? Like now, I am where I am, and looking back at it, it's true. Things will happen naturally. That's what I have to say. Wow. Unless you're bad. <laughs> Unless it's not meant to be. Sorry, I had to say it. Not everyone's gonna be an artist. Oh my god. <laughs> you gotta keep it real. That is very true. On the note of your music, um, so you recently released a single titled El Nido. So do you want to talk to us about that? Just a yeah. question. Of course. So I just released a new song um, and it's the first single for my debut mixtape coming up. So I've got a debut mixtape that I've been working on for a fat minute. It's called Sorachi Safari as well. <laughs> I'm a bit obsessed with that, but it's a, it's a jungle out there. It's a jungle. But yeah, El Nido is a very R&B-ish song. Like, I don't really do R&B. I'm just like a rapper. But I'm not just a rapper, obviously, because I can do R&B. But the whole point of of the mixtape is to show that I'm very diverse, just like the ecosystem of a jungle. (laughs) (laughs) So, Raji Zafari. So yeah, it's an R&B track to show I can do it. And that's that. But the song is about me and my girls on a girls' trip in the Philippines. And El Nido is an island in the Philippines. And it was just an amazing night. Like, you know, sandy beaches, warm air, skinny dipping with the full moon, drinks on the beach, that kind of vibe. I'm very curious, where did you get the concept of the jungle for... Um, Because you've been using that for the festival, but also for your album as well. Is there like a particular reason for that? Okay. A bit of a funny story. I mean, I really do mean it about the diverse ecosystem. Like, because the whole point of a mixtape is like to show it doesn't have to exactly make sense, like an EP or an album. Whereas that's like those are like developed projects. But mixtape is like you can just whack songs on it, right? And like the whole point of it is to show that you can be diverse. So you know, funny story about it is that I used to have really long black hair, and I don't know if you guys know, but I have like a little bit of a TikTok thing going on. But when I cut my hair into a black bob with the fringe. All my followers started calling me Dora the Explorer. Like, damn. <laughs> so then I was like, you know what? I'm not Dora the Explorer. I'm Sarachi on Safari. And at that point in my life, I had moved out of home. Like, I really felt like I had my backpack on exploring the world. And that's like, you know, about my experience and all that type of stuff. So that's where it comes from. Very good. I suppose before we wrap up, is there anything you want listeners to look out for for your festival? Either your performances or other artists as well? Mm-hmm. Well, firstly, I'll just plug the basic ev- event details. So Sarachi Safari, Welcome to the Jungle, is going to be happening on the 22nd of April at Brunswick Nursery. If you have any questions, check out at Sarachi Safari on Instagram. So it's going to be from 8pm to 1am. Amazing singers, rappers, DJs, event sponsors. Check out on the Instagram. I might have a little, you know, a giveaway for those who buy tickets. And yeah, I hope you guys come. Awesome. As like a kind of final question to wrap up, where can our listeners find you? Socials, anything? Mm. Well, for me, you can find me Sarachi on Spotify, on SoundCloud, or streaming platforms. My socials are at It's Rachi Baby for Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. Um, for me, you can also find me on the major stuff, so Apple Music, uh, Spotify, and my older stuff is on SoundCloud as well. Um, and my socials are on Instagram at the official Waki, um, and I'm also on TikTok, which I believe is also at the official Waki. But awesome! If you guys want to hear more from Sarachi and Waki, make sure to go check out Sarachi Safari, and also make sure to follow us on Asian Pop Nation across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And yeah, thanks for coming, guys. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Thank you.